good, everybody? What's good? Yeah, we, we uh, apologize for our lateness, our tardiness, but we are here, guys. We're here with a brand spanking new one. Brand spanking new one for your head top. What up, Mad Fan? What up, MFFLs? What up, Glow Yard Gang? Welcome to a brand spanking new edition of We Talk Mavs here on the Glow Mavs production. Of course, you guys already know it is your boy, Rail. And joining me is the man rocking the black on black on black. Hey, and it's my boy, King. What's up, man? Nothing much, brother. Sorry, everybody, for the tardiness. It was mostly my problem. I was uh, setting my stuff back up. Everything was dis- disconnected. I had to connect everything again. I forgot about it. But um, just to let you guys know, if you didn't know and you're not able to see our pretty faces on YouTube, we are available on every uh, major streaming platform that you could find us on, basically, well, find yourself listening to. Uh, and also, I wanted to give a special shout out. I know Rod didn't tell me to do this, but uh, to Melissa, uh, she is the first person that um, you know actually donated. Uh, so that was awesome. Actually, we saw that. So we just wanted to give her a shout out. We probably won't give everybody a shout out, but um, just wanted to give her one for being the first person. So thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you very much, Melissa. I know you're not a Mass fan. You just enjoy our content. We definitely appreciate you joining the Glow Gang. I'm sorry, Glow Yard Gang. Glow Absolutely. Yard Gang. It's going to roll off the tongue one day, King. I'm going to get it, man. I promise I'm going to get okay. it. But like King said, guys, um, you guys aren't able to watch us on here on YouTube. You guys can always follow us on our podcast. On, I'm sorry, on different podcast streaming services, guys. We're also in podcast form. And like he said, if you guys want to donate to the channel, we got the cash app down here. It's at the dollar sign. We talk Mavs on cash app. If you guys want to donate to the channel, definitely would be much appreciated. Also, if you guys are into Mav content, uh, we got you right here on the um, glow on the glow maps uh, production youtube channel so go ahead and hit that subscribe button go ahead and hit that like button guys if you enjoy the content all right king man we gotta we're gonna have a we're gonna have an interesting one today man there's something in my eye right now man. I, I, I promise i'm not crying king i'm not crying man sure they got you espn got you yeah espn got me teared up a little bit man not in a good way uh so listen this is going to be a little Vince session today, y'all. Uh, so, if you haven't seen the thumbnail, I think you guys know what's about to go down. So, Tim, uh, Bontem, thank you. Uh, I made some comments on a couple of videos here. Uh, we're going to play the videos for you guys, of course. Um, there's two videos that we're going to have, and they're about two minutes long, guys. So, kind of bear with us on the length of the videos, but uh, we're going to play them here. And then once we see the videos, we're gonna go ahead and give y'all our opinions on it, man. It's it just it's yeah, ESPN strikes again, man. Like I said, y'all y'all know how I feel about ESPN, man. It, it's it's just it's it is what it is. But here here's a here's a first. Let's go ahead and get in the first video here, King, and then we'll we'll play it, and we'll give our overall reaction on both of them as we play both of them. So here's the first one here. Woman, yes. So let's get to the teams that were not compliments, the Mavs and the Lakers. So let's start with Dallas. Why did we end up – because we had Dallas in a different tier initially. Why did we end up putting Dallas here? Yeah, I mean, to some extent, I think we couldn't determine which of the tiers they belonged in. Are they trying to win a championship over the next five seasons? Is it just playoff success when you let Jalen Brunson go and get nothing in return for him in free agency? Yeah, there's also- the reason. That's the reason why they weren't yeah. in another tier. When you let Jalen Brunson – walk in free agency and you get nothing in return for them. It's hard to say you're all in on anything because you just teams generally just don't let their second best player walk out the door. And while, you know, the Mavericks 
said they, you know, whatever. The Mavericks could have paid him enough to keep him, and they chose not to. Whether that was the right move or not, we'll see in a couple of years. Dallas would say, we're holding our powder here for a bit. We didn't need to overpay this guy. We're going to have max cap space in a couple of years. We can add some pieces down the road around Luka. Maybe they'll be right. We've seen, though, over the past decade, that Dallas has tried over and over again to use cap space to get players, and it has not worked over and over and over again. So, you know, we'll see what they ultimately decide to do. The other thing I'll point out is the Jalen Brunson contract is going to look pretty good to me in a couple of years. That contract is descending. The salary cap is increasing pretty significantly. Like, that's not going to look like a bad deal two years. I don't think it's a bad deal now, and it's really not going to look like a bad deal a couple of years from now. So, you know, if I'm Dallas and I'm sitting there and, you know, they just signed Tim Hardaway a year ago, who is not as good of a player as Jalen Brunson, and probably a big reason why they couldn't afford to re-sign Jalen Brunson. It's not great. So that's ultimately what pushed us to have him in this group, as opposed to obviously having Luke is great, but you can't see her to me. You can't see her on, on a championship now and over the next five years. If, you're probably a playing tournament team to me right now, or at least more likely to be that than the top four seed. And on top of that, you let your second best player leave and don't get anything back for him. All right, that was video one. Let's get into video two, King. I would argue they're all in on winning a championship in the next five years. That That's what their argument would be. But, you know, we've talked about their, their offseason a lot. Uh, it wasn't a step in the right direction. Um, they felt like the number for Brunson got too high and the, we don't know what they would have had to put on the table to keep them. They might've had to max them. They, they weren't willing to do that. So yeah, they are kind of stuck in the, in the middle. But, uh, again, I think their deal is they would rather keep some, some flexibility, kind of be patient than, uh, make a panic move. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, I think we all understand when you have a superstar of Luca's, uh, caliber, his, his four year Supermax extensions kicking in because the fifth year is a player option. So, you know, the, yeah. the clock is ticking. Well, and again, to be clear on that tier, it's to win, it's being all in on a title this year and the next five. Okay. And, and the Mavs, like, I think it got shortened a little bit online. And the, the Mavs, like, they're not a championship team this year. They're probably a playing team this year. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, the playing might be. I don't know a if a team harsh, with Luca on is a playing team. Yeah, that that might be, especially Luca. Who? Let's just go through it real quick. I, Phoenix, Memphis, Clippers, Warriors, Wolves. Okay. Five. I mean, uh, well, is it like? Hold on, Phoenix. Denver, the Phoenix. The Phoenix team that the Mavericks beat by 197 points in Game Seven, and then they said nothing but drama since then. That I mean, Phoenix team. That they're just you Phoenix. just assume. I mean, they were 15 wins better last year. I think. Are they going to? Is that has that gap gotten smaller this off season? Uh, yeah, I, I think it has. Um, also, I think when you're looking at last season, the Mavericks sucked for the first two and a half months for a variety yep. of reasons. One of which was that Luca weighed 260 some odd pounds. Luca's going to be playing Eurobasket for Slovenia, basically leading right up into training camp. Yeah. Now you can worry about wear and tear, or you can say, hey. He ain't weighing 260. He's probably going to report to camp in, in the 240s this year. That's certainly Last the time he did that the was, was the only time he's done that was his second year when he made the leap from, wow, what a spectacular rookie season. Oh, holy crap, this is a top five player in the league. If Luka can make a leap, I don't think you can cross the Mavericks off the, the list of potential home court advantage in the first round teams in the West. 
That's that's Can definitely the pro Dallas argument. Well, again, <laughs> when Luke is in shape, the Mavericks have been really damn good. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that facetiously. That's if you're making an argument for Dallas, that's the argument that Luke is going to be able to carry them. Like I just, yeah. those top six teams in the West are really. <sighs> well, King, <laughs> there's a ton to take out of this, man. It's a ton to take out of this. Uh, of course, no, probably like everybody else here in the glow yard gang have seen this video and I've dissected it and all that stuff, man. And, I got a whole lot to talk about at this uh these two videos that we just saw here. Um shout out to Tim uh big man for kind of making sense on that video, by the way. Um what what you think, man? Let me get your opinion on it before I go in on mine. Um <clears throat> it seems like I don't know if it's just me, but I'm not the biggest fan of Tim Bontemps. Not because of him not being a respected guy, but I, he just does he's not a big Maverick uh believer. Uh, he hasn't been for a while now, it seems like. Uh, whenever they have a, a, a conversation or topics between them three, Brian Windhorse, um, Tim McMahon, and Tim Bond, Tim, he's always the one that's going in on the Mavs, as you, as you just saw in the video. Um, so, I, I mean, I kind of understand it. Um, when I try to, when I step out of it and step out of being a Mav fan, um, it's just it's the same old Mavs in a way. So it's kind of like he he's – He's expressing the extreme uh, negative side of the situation of what can happen. Um, but at the same time, I feel like he isn't, he's ignoring the positive sides as well. And he's even said it towards the end. He said he's not being facetious or whatever. He's trying to, you know, Luca taking the next step and all is the big Dallas argument and all that, we, that could be had. Uh, I think I said it last show, though. The main thing I, I take away from all of this is that the media really, I don't think, really sees Christian Wood as something as big as maybe we see him as big. Um, and I, even Tim McMahon, I just don't feel like they talk about him enough. Like, they don't feel like that. And, I mean, maybe they're right. Maybe he isn't. Maybe we're just thinking he's, he's, he's bigger or he's better than what he is. Um, but I do know that the media will take a major hit. I know you already talked about you don't like the media, but even like a Tim McMahon or so, if Christian Wood has a major, like, season this year, like, they they've all seen the league. They're all their job is to watch the league. They should know what guys are, how good guys are. It shouldn't matter if you know a guy's on a losing team or a winning team. These guys are reporters and uh, analysts that go to games, that go to practices, that see all this type of stuff. So I just know if he makes a major impact, I'm going to question a lot of these guys and what they actually know about basketball. You know, like a lot of guys already do. But um, as I said, uh, I do understand him saying it's the same old Mavs. Guys don't usually come. Um, we are missing another ball handle, as we always say. Uh, JB is big. He's the second-best player. We said it's not even the fact that, you know, the Mavericks were going into the um, luxury tax. It's like, it's as we said, it's better to go into luxury, luxury tax with Jalen Brunson than to go into luxury tax without Jalen Brunson and losing it for nothing. Yeah, and, justify, um, justify you being in a luxury tax. Yeah, exactly. And they don't, they're not justifying it right now because they lost their guy. So we're, we're missing a – a piece of the puzzle. Um, I do understand that um, guys, a lot of guys don't believe at this current rate or this current level, we're a championship level team. Um, I understand that as well. Uh, so it, it, I do understand bits and pieces of it, but I feel like they're disrespecting the maps a little, a little too much. Um, Tim McMahon threw it in as far as Luca. Uh, you have in Luca, you shouldn't be a playing guy. Like you got to put respect in that guy's name uh, and what he can do. And that we started 18, well, 16 and 18 last year and still ended with over 50 wins. 
So he threw that good point out as well. Uh, Phoenix Suns, Tim Vaughn Timps talked about Phoenix like they were a major problem. And it's like, why don't they have any issues? Why aren't you talking about their issues the same way you're talking about the Mavericks? They have the same team from last year that lost in the uh, second round or whatever that the Mavericks beat them, as you said, with with 14 more wins. So if they, they didn't get any better, basically, they kept the same team. Why would the Mavericks be afraid of them? But, um, yeah, man, it's, it's just – it's the Mavericks. Like, until we change or until someone comes or until we get to another level, everybody – this is that – Dirk Nowitzki, you remember, you remember this with Dirk. You remember nobody believed Dirk could do it. You remember we went through years where everybody just talked and said, why do you why do you keep this guy? It's foolish. And it's not even why do we keep Luka. It's just they don't believe in the Maverick organization. And I understand um, the track record is what it is, but it's a new regime, as we always talk about. So they should give that a, a different respect as well. Um, but it's ESPN, man. You, you tell me all the time, bro, you don't even watch it anymore. So it is what it is. What do you expect? King, you 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 do a whole lot nicer than me, man. Like I said, it's a whole lot I took out of this. I don't even know where to start. So, um, let me let me let me start by saying this. Like you said, there were some points that he hit. I I do agree. We talked about it on this show at nauseum to the point that the people who watch the show got tired of us talking about it and was throwing us under the bus and you know running our name through the mud. We talked about the fact that. Jalen Brunson not being on this team right now, man, is going to hurt this team. It, it's a blaring hole that he's constantly he's he's basing his whole entire opinion off of that one move. Yeah. That means that's how important this is. We've talked about this before. We also talked about the fact that now I didn't know this. I didn't know that Jalen Brunson's contract was in descending order. Yeah. That makes me even more mad, King, because he also said in that video is something that we touched on a million times. This his contract. Also, being in descending order is going to look like chump change in the next couple years. Yep. And that's the part that makes me mad, too, man. It's just like, you know, you let this guy go for nothing. Like he said, we did. We let him go for nothing. You let him go for nothing. His contract is going to look like chump change in the next couple years. And the fact that what he brought to this team is going to be a glaring hole on this team. We talked about this in Najee. I think every video since pre agency started, we've talked about this. And those are the three things I agree with them on. Now, his overall assessment of it, I don't agree with it. You know what I'm saying? Because, like you said, what was one of our main issues in the playoffs last year? Rebounding, uh, just big guys, anything in the middle. What did we show up this this, uh, this summer? Everything in the middle. Now, <laughs> listen, when you don't have certain things, you adjust. Yeah. We don't have an extra ball handler, so you're going to have to adjust. Now that you have more size, more capable size, you adjust accordingly. You're not going there with the same mind frame of we're going to play the exact same way we did before we lost Jalen Brunson. If you're a smart coach, you wouldn't play like that. You know what I'm saying? And so that that part. So then the other part is, like you said, the we, we talked about this at nausea, man. You watch this kid. We, we watch this kid every day. It, it was, I'm talking about Luca. We watch this kid every day. We've seen his growth. We see what he can do. We see how he carried his team, and you, you're steady disrespecting him by saying it's a playing team. <laughs> yeah. Even when Luca wasn't good, he wasn't a playing team. Yeah. I mean, uh, back before that, he was a playing team. So I don't understand where you're getting this playing team thing from. So he named off certain teams above us, right? Like you said, Phoenix. Who did Phoenix add this summer? Take your time to think about that. Who did they add this summer? No now, I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but did Chris Paul get younger? 
Oh, he didn't. Oh, okay. So then, oh, so you signed DeAndre Ayton back, a guy who was wishy-washy and showed up when he wanted to show up, the same guy that the coach questioned, did he want to play? Now, yeah, y'all signed him back, but what's to say that there's still not animosity there between him and the organization? Because yeah. there's, there's rumors now that they might not be keeping him. They just they just did what we should have did. You signed him back as an asset. Yeah. Now you can use that asset to get something else in return. So they're not guaranteed to say that, oh, they signed him back, he's staying. Yep. Because they don't have any faith in DeAndre Aiden. If that was the case, then they would have signed him day one on free agency. You know what yep. I'm saying? So then on top of that, you say Memphis. Now, we've been hearing reports that Jaron Jackson Jr. Might, it's going to be out extensive games at the beginning of the season. Yep. We know how dangerous the West is. Now, for you to have your, your number one defensive anchor being out for an extensive time in the season, with the West being the way it is, you think that's going to mean that you're going to be a better team? Did Memphis pick up anybody big? No. No, I didn't think so either. That's what I'm saying. Like, so the, the thing that, like I said, it, it gets me because I'm, I'm not surprised, King. These are also the same people who thought we were going to get out the first round. Yeah, that's true. So that's why I'm just not I'm not surprised by it. it. It's getting it's getting ridiculous. It's like you base all of that, like you said, you're not looking at anything we added to the team. You're not looking at the JaVel McGee. You're not looking at the Christian Wood added. You're not looking at none of that. You're looking at the one glaring hole that we have and just say, oh, that's it, play in. So you're telling me. Now, this is the same Jalen Brunson that y'all didn't have faith in against Utah. Mm-hmm. Now you're saying he's the most important guy that we have in the team. Him by himself, not Luka, yeah. him by himself means we're a playing team now. Yeah. I'm, try- I'm trying to think here, King. Who was the, who was the MVP candidate on the team this year? It was Jalen Brunson, I guess. Oh, I guess it was Jalen Brunson. Okay. Because they're talking as if with Jalen Brunson gone, that means we're just completely trash. Yeah. We're flirting with the uh, the lottery picks now. You know what I mean? It's like, really, come on, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, really? Yeah. This is the same guy. Y'all didn't have faith in it until now. Right. Yes, we understand his impact, but you you filled in in other spots. They were 16 and you know 18 saying? last year, bro. They yeah, were 16, it was 16 and 18. And 18. Like, like, even with that, they started off slow last year and still got 52 wins. And still got 52 wins. And remember, some of the losses that we had was against those teams, like we just said before, like the the Orlando's, the the New Yorks, the uh, uh, Orlando, uh, uh, OKCs. You know what I'm saying? OKC. Like teams like that that you're supposed to beat, but that you just Washington. You know what I'm saying? You take care of business on those teams, and you 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 probably about 57, 58 wins. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like you said, man, I the, the thing about the whole, I, I already know how I feel about ESPN. I talk about this so many times, man, and. Like, like you said, he's looking at it on the negative side. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And maybe us being, maybe we're us being mad fans. Maybe we're naive. Maybe so. But it's just like, you know, we we've seen it so many times. Like I told you early a, a few video, a few shows ago, we talked about the fact that everybody mad. Like, oh, we're not doing nothing this offseason. It's like, bro, if y'all think about it, we didn't do anything last offseason either. We added three people. That was Fr- Reggie Bullock, uh, Frank Nellikina, and Sterling Brown. And we made it to the Western Conference Finals last year. Now, I'm not saying it's going to happen again, but it's just like sometimes doing less is more. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't necessarily have to just add a guy that's be adding a guy. You add what you need. We needed size. You needed size. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's what you did. You got a dude that can bring some of the sensibility that you thought KP could bring in Christian Wood for half the price. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you got uh, JaVale McGee for a discount. Well, not, not discount, but you got him for market value. He's yeah. worth about four or five million dollars. So that's what you got him for. You know what I'm saying? 
And then, then another thing too, I'm gonna touch on this and we can go on. So they I think you touched on this like earlier in the season. You know, you talked about we have the Mavericks have this reputation of their front office, you know, keeping the powder dry and then they're striking out. They're thinking of the front office of yesteryear. We don't have Donnie anymore. We don't have Rick anymore. We don't have those guys. We don't have Vegas Bob anymore. We don't have those guys anymore. <laughs> how many times have you heard us say on this show, how many moves did Donnie make that was like this Christian Wood move? How many moves did we see where Donnie made a move like a Reggie Bullock move? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So it was either I'm swinging for the fence with this home run or I'm bunting it. Yep. And bunting it was getting you Nick Collison to somebody. Yep. Sorry, not Nick Collison. Uh, was it Nick Collison? No, I wasn't Nick Collison. I know, I know what you're talking about. Though. All those guys, Darren Collison. basically, okay. Darren Collison. Yep, Darren Collison, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, so like, that's, that's the part that gets me, man. It's like, if you're going to – why are you comparing? This is a whole new front office, whole new coaching staff, all that. Yep. And you saw the projection that this team is going in with those guys. With those guys. Yep. We're not comparing it to, to yesteryear with Donnie and all those guys. Now, if you want – Donnie was still here and you see this – okay, I can see where you're going with that. Because they have a track record of this type of stuff happening. Oh, we keeping the powder dry. Oh, we don't see a big name out there that we not make. We not making no moves. But we're not seeing that with Nico. Nico is is playing. He's uh you know working with what he has, and he do it very intelligently. You know what I'm saying? And so then on top of that, you don't see any other teams out there making moves like that right now. We're not the only team out here just staying packed. Like you just said, Fiends didn't make a move. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the teams above us, the, the Memphis's didn't make a move. What move did uh they go to save? They won a championship. What move did they make? None. They got rid of people. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Let's yeah. let's just calm it down. Now I understand you got teams like Portland coming back. You got Clippers coming back. You know what I'm saying? I understand it. But let's just temper that. And on top of that, can you one more thing? I know I said one thing last time. I got one more thing. <laughs> the disrespect for you to put the Mavericks in the same tier with the Los Angeles Lakers, King. Yeah. Your superstar for the Lakers is aging. Mm-hmm. LeBron is 72 years old, and you're comparing it to what we have over here. You got another uh, superstar on your team. I'm sorry, star on your team. You're not a superstar. You got another star on your team that can't stay healthy. Pause, pause, pause. You know what's up. Shots. <laughs> Shots. So <laughs> then you got Westbrook, who you've been trying to trade since last trade deadline. You know what I'm saying? We're, they're not in the same boat right now. They're not in the same boat right now. They don't have Luka. You have a yeah. top five player who hadn't even touched his prime yet. So it's mature. You know mm-hmm. Stop, man. Stop. Hey, like, man. You remember uh, remember, you remember when James Hutton was going through his prime? Um, and this is the guy to compare Luka to. We already said we believe Luka's way better than James Harden. But let's compare the regular season. Let's not even get the playoffs. It didn't matter who you put in front of James Harden. It was the respect of knowing that James Harden still can get you, you know, a certain amount of wins, 50-something wins, and get his, the Houston Rockets team to the playoffs, probably deep to the playoffs, you know, by mm-hmm. himself, no matter who you have with him. So if we have a guy that's better than that, why would you disrespect him and say he's a play-in type guy? When Like, that's just a disrespect, I feel like, to Luka Doncic. Um, and it's fine. It, it is what it is. We might even start off a little slow. It may happen. I don't know. I do. I do believe that that's a big hole. But I, I still believe we're getting Colin Sexton. I think right now, I think free agency just started. I think with today, the conversation of Kevin Durant saying that he's going to stay, it's guys that's angry about Kevin Durant now giving it up. Like guys at free agents are saying, well, it's now we can sign with a team or whatever. We've been sitting here 
with our families and all. I think Patrick Beverly yeah. made a point. Yeah, Patrick Beverly said that. Yeah. Um, I think Isaiah Thomas finally said, "Okay, we can sign with with teams now and all that." Uh, the, the older Isaiah Thomas, I mean the younger that King. Isaiah Thomas. Once again, did we talk about that on the show? We said that on the show. We said, said that on the show. I said because everybody like, why are you not making no moves? Listen, nobody's making any moves right now because they're city packed. They're Kevin waiting Durant. on what they're gonna do with Kevin Durant. Yep. How many times do we hear Dallas uh, people saying Dallas is probably one of those teams that wants to be that third team in yep. the trade with the uh, Brooklyn Nets? Like, how many times do we hear that? We've been saying that this whole time, and now they're finally saying the same things that we've been saying. You know That's what I'm saying? saying so, if, yeah. we, if, if we get another ball handler, like, we've had a good offseason then. Like, it, the addition of Christian Wood and JaVale McGee is even bigger than the addition, like you said, we had last year. Not to say any disrespect to Reggie Bullock, who was a big addition, but he was really the main addition that we had last year. Yes. You could throw in a Frank or whatever. Frank helped us out with all, but he's not a major addition to the team. This year, I feel like Christian Wood and JaVale McGee are going to both be major additions to the team. So if we can get somebody to take care of that hole, like we said, we've been saying on the show forever. Like you, you keep saying, we keep saying this on the show. We glad you guys watch We Talk Maps, you know, every week. But if we get that other ball handled over, I think we're perfectly fine, though. And I don't think people are recognizing that enough. Uh, they aren't giving the team, they aren't giving J.K. enough credit for what J.K. is going to do. Uh, they, they still don't believe he's one of the best coaches, I believe. Um, and I, I, we're going to be fine. Uh, I think Nico's going to get it done. This Colin Saxton thing. I know it's probably a different video, but uh, I really think it's getting traction. And um, I think it's the, the Mavs. It's basically the Cleveland and the Mavs are waiting. And it seems like Colin Sexton is the guy that we're waiting on. And we keep talking about it over and over again. And it doesn't sound like there's a bunch of other teams that are calling out for Colin Sexton right now. So it just seems like it's the right thing. We're trying to figure out the right moves. I think the Mavs are trying to figure out if they're trying to get rid of a first-round draft pick or not. And yeah, um, I, think, I, don't, I think that too, bro. I don't think you get – I don't know if they're going to or not, but I don't think you can get rid of a first-round draft pick for a guy that the other team isn't even trying to keep. You understand what I'm saying? Like, you definitely don't want to keep this guy. You've already said that out loud and all, so we can't give you a first-round draft pick for a guy that you don't want. That makes no sense. So we'll see how it goes. But I do think Colin Sachs is going to end up being a man at the end of the day. The thing, the thing with is when you said they're giving up the first-round pick, you, you want to have two options as far as, you know, adding more talent to the team, right? Mm-hmm. So we talk about the fact that Dallas might have more cap space in the next couple of years. Yep. So let's just say hypothetically, you add a Colin Sexton. That keeps you super relevant for the next two years when you get that cap space. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And the thing is, do you want to risk a first-round pick to gamble on those two years? Or do you, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that seems to be your option right now. It's like, do you want to gamble on that right now? Get use that. Because, like you said, I think we're to the point now that you're using the second round picks. That's out the door. Now, if you want to make yeah. some significant moves, now when I say significant moves, I mean to us significant moves. Like, yeah, I know. like a Bogdanovich or somebody like that. That's going to that's a significant move for us for what we're trying to do. And so, do you want to give up a first round pick? To say do a move like that, you know what I mean? Or do you hope serve and maybe you pray that a, a Patrick Beverly or somebody like that gets released or something or, you know, because, I mean, right. the, way, the way Patrick Beverly is talking, I mean, may, I, maybe he's defending everybody else that hasn't signed anybody or maybe he's trying to say, like, yo, man, I can't do what I want to do yet because yeah. I'm waiting on you. He, he's Yeah, he's stuck in Utah right now knowing his family. 
his family and all, they got to buy homes. Like guys got to buy houses in all the different places. So if you're sitting waiting until training camp and all, not even like he's a, he's a Utah jazz right now. He probably doesn't even have a house in Utah. So he's trying to figure out where am I going to buy a house? Where's my family going to go? Where's my kids going to go to school? Things like that. And so he doesn't know what's going to happen on a bunch of players because Kevin Durant was doing that. But I don't think Nico's going to give up a first round pick. I think he's going to hold off. I think that's the reason why this whole thing has lasted so long. He's not going to give up a first round pick. I think he's going to hold back to that as he should. I think the Jalen Brunson uh, whole contract thing has showed us the way Nico, you know, uh, handles contract negotiations. I think he goes in there with a plan and he stands packed towards that. He has boundaries, which I like. Um, I think we are going to get him Colin somehow, some way. We don't need to give up a first rounder. I think we don't need to be, this is why we're waiting it out. It seems like it's taking a lot of time, but this is the right way to go without rushing something and making a foolish decision. So I think we're trying to keep all the leverage that we may possibly have. Um, it's going to hurt because I know Cleveland doesn't want a bunch of what we have right now. And we want to get rid of guys, but somehow, some way, man, like we have the white pile is an asset just because his contract is, is leaving. And we have other guys. I know they don't want to give up. I know Tim's he probably want to give up Tim because we got to sign Colin Sexton. So he's probably going to be like 20 something million. We know that. And then it's probably going to be, it's probably going to be Josh Green. I, it sucks. I know it. I don't want to give up a first rounder though. It's like either give up a first rounder or give up Josh Green. And I don't want to give up a first rounder. So I have to give up Josh Green if that's the, the case. And um, the only way you use a first rounder is if you know for sure that this team is a team that's going to do something. Like if you know yeah. Colin Sexton's coming over and giving us 20 off the bench or whatever he's doing. You got Christian Wood giving you 25 and 10 and Luka being ridiculous and the rest of the team rolling around it. If you know for a fact that that's going to happen and we can compete with a champ for a championship right now with this squad, you give a first rounder, but there's too many question marks, I feel like, with Colin Sexton's injuries and Christian Wood never being on a winning team. Same thing with Colin Sexton. And just all them type of questions and being a contract is and all that you want to try not to give up a first round pick. So I think Nico's going to get it done somehow, some way. I just, I just have a feeling. You know, be right, man. I hope I'm right, too. <laughs> All right, man. You ready to get into these questions and these comments, man? Yes, sir. I hear you already scrolling trying to beat me. I'm already up there. I was already up there already. I was trying to clear my that number. Oh, wow. All right, everybody. <laughs> so, <laughs> listen, guys. Top of the questions in the comments. You guys already know how this works. If you got a question, if you got a comment, hit us with the WTM, guys, so that way we can go ahead and we know that you're trying to address us. All right, King, you ready, man? Yeah. I'm ready. Let's got go. your first, uh, got your, your your favorite glow yard member right here. You got Johnny B saying first comment. What happened to y'all on Sunday? I had some controversial propaganda and vitriol to spill. Hashtag no show yard. Johnny, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. You know what happened on Sunday? <laughs> Game of Thrones came out, man. Mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. Uh, what's the number one show Sunday? By the fact that uh, it doubled. Stranger Things, which is crazy. Stranger Things put up stupid numbers, and that doubled Stranger Things um, to the point that the internet complete the HBO app completely shut down. So yeah, yeah, it, it was that crazy. But yeah, that's what happened to me, Johnny. I, I, I listen, man. It'd be time. It'd be certain show. Me, and my girl, man. We, we love watching on on certain days, man. And unfortunately, Game of Thrones is on Sunday, so. Yeah, I don't, I'm not. I've never watched Game of Thrones. I've never been a Game of Thrones oh, guy. Oh man, you're missing out, man. You're missing out. I'm not. I'm not big in the medieval times and all that stuff. Oh, it, it's trust me, it, it, it's different, bro. It, it's 
man, it, it's different. Uh, <laughs> y'all, know, y'all know what I'm talking about when I say uh, Red Wedding. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jeffrey says, what's up, man? What up, Jeff? What, what up, Johnny, as well? Uh, Brolo says, <laughs> now the KD staying in Brooklyn, it's time to get back in Nico. We trust mode and go get Sexton, Schroeder, hell, I'll take anybody that can handle the ball. KD uh, wasting our times. Uh, matter of fact, uh, I heard Schroeder for be uh, might be going back to LA. Yeah, that was reported. So, uh, shout out to Daryl. That might be happening. I don't know how happy you're gonna be about that one, but yeah. Uh, Johnny says, uh, "Let's change our name to Glow Guys." But it's not only guys. Not only guys, though, Johnny. So I don't know about that one. Glow Guys. Uh, it don't. It don't rub the tongue, you know. <laughs> uh, RC says, uh, "I seen the video and it made cringe." Also, they said we're a play-in team. Uh, these guys are bums. Yeah, it's not even. It's not even them though. RC, it's, it's just that Tim uh, Buntim guy. Man, I don't. I don't know. Like I said, he's been like uh, King said earlier. He's been on one uh, against the Mavs for a while now, man. I don't know why. I don't, I don't know why. Uh, it's like he's looking completely at the negative. It's like if you're making that assumption with us missing Jalen Brunson, that means that you're saying that Jalen Brunson was the most important player on this team. Yeah. Now we already talk about how Luca is the equalizer. Like you have Luca, you you're starting off already at a certain level. You just add on to that. You know what I'm saying? And we already see the way Luca's playing right now. He's gonna come in the shape, all that stuff. He's gonna he's he's coming in with the mind frame of being an MVP type player coming in off the you know out the gate. None of that. I'm out of shape stuff. Let give me a couple months to get in the shape stuff. None of that. So I, I think, like I said, I I don't believe we're a playing tournament with a uh, playing team with Luca, man. I just I can't see that. We went we weren't a playing team before Luca decided to get in shape. So I just don't see that. Yeah, we um. I don't think we're a playing team. I, I'm worried. The Jalen Brunson ball handling thing is I'm worried about that for the playoffs, to tell you the truth. We're yeah. going to play regular season. We're going to win our games. We're going to lose a couple. We're mad. It's going to happen. We should win 50 games. Like, I, like me and Ro have been saying on this show, like that's going to be a regular thing, I think, with Luka. Same thing like it was with Dirk. No matter who you threw with him throughout his prime, he would get 50 wins. I think Luka's going to do the same thing. So we'll be fine regular season. I, I'm worried about the playoffs as far as a seven-game series. The Jalen Brunson, and- I hope. And all of that, King, we got time to uh fill that uh yep. that hole. You know yep. what I'm saying? Like said, we, thank you, oh, thank you. I was just about to say that. When, when did we get Spencer Dimwitty? We didn't get him yep. at the beginning of the season, so yep. you got time. So I was like, yeah, like you said, I, I didn't think about it like that. You're right. Regular season, I think we should be fine. Yeah, I'm fine regular season. So think about it. We were fine with just Jalen Brunson and Luca before we got Spencer Dimwitty. So yep. you're right. Uh, Johnny B says, "How much did Melissa donate?" I gotta. I do her. She not even a mass fan. Enough. I can't tell you how much she donated, man. But... Enough. That's what you tell. Yeah, enough. 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 We, we definitely appreciate her too, man. Anything. Then I tell you something, Johnny. She not even a mass fan, and she donated, man. So that that's love right there, man. Yeah, much love. We appreciate you, Melissa. We appreciate all y'all. Uh, Johnny B also says, "My guy, Brunson is not that big of a deal." Losing him would not take uh take you from four to a playing. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying, Johnny. Like I said, his impact will be felt in the playoffs if we don't sure that that spot up. But yeah. I agree. Like that's what I'm saying. Like if for a player of of Jalen Brunson's caliber, matter of fact, if Jalen Brunson was that important, then why was ESPN and Fox and all these guys killing the Knicks for signing him to that deal? Yeah. 
That makes no sense. If he's that important to the point that losing him drops you down to the playoff spot, I mean, play, I keep saying it's playoff, play in spot, yeah. then why would y'all killing the Knicks deal? King, you got to make it make sense to me, man. I'm sorry. It just doesn't make any sense. It, I'm not, I'm, I'm at two plus two, and I'm not getting five. How am I, I getting five, King? I told you ESPN is just on both sides of the uh, equation. They on the other side of the fence on the extremes. So you either get the extreme negative sides or you get the extreme negative sides on the other side. So <laughs> it's basically what it is. You've assigned Jalen Brunson for too much, so you should have signed Jalen Brunson. And either way, it doesn't help your team. So Exactly. Yeah, I just I don't understand that, bro. I really don't. Yeah. Harold was good, man. He said, I, uh, I don't see Christian Wood as a number two option. Then who do you see, Harold? Yeah. I think he's just saying as far as, like, overall. He's obviously oh, he's coming overall? I think for yeah. the team, it's like, uh, he's your second option. He's going to yeah, be your second I, option. I think, I think he's saying he's not. He shouldn't be the number two. We still need to find a number two. But he's going to be the number two okay. on the team. I mean, you're not the only person. If that's the case, then, Harold, you're not the only person who feels that way. It's a lot of people yeah. online that feel that way. You know, but but right now, he's your number two option. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, he can give you what we thought KP can give us for 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 a fraction of the price. You know what I'm saying? You're talking about a guy who's getting paid 35 million compared to a guy who's getting paid 14. So yeah. A, a lot of folks, I have a question for you, Harold. If you're still in here, you can talk in the comments. And other folks as well. Um, a lot of folks thought um street clothes or whatever. I think we passed saying that, but they thought he was a number two option, you know, before he even played. And they thought what he could bring would be a number two option. What don't you see Christian Wood bringing that KP or whatever could bring, you know, at, at a level? I guess you could say the the help side defense. You know, KP wasn't the greatest one on one defender ever. He was a, he was a great help side defender because he's a small guy. Usually, guys that are small guys aren't great one on one defenders. They're great help side guys because you can't really body up. Uh, but uh, obviously, go ahead. I'm say um, obviously C Wood. It hasn't been shown that as much now, but other than that, like he's a better rebounder than that guy. He, I feel like, truthfully, you put him, give him some help on his side, he's gonna be a better scorer than that guy. So if you think he give you, uh, like you've got one more, you've got one king. He's a better dribbler. He's more efficient. Yeah, better dribbler. He's more efficient. Yeah, he's more efficient. Like, and if you think he can give you over twenty points a game, like that's what I'm saying. Like. What, why don't you believe? And I'm not even doubting you and saying that you're wrong on it, but I don't understand why folks are saying Seawood can't be a number two option. I, I'm telling you, I could see us get, I could see him getting us uh, like 23, 24, and 12. I can see him being an all star. I really can. K- I've heard KP, people say that. If KP would have been a little bit more healthy, I think he'd have been an all star. Okay, now, now you're back to cussing, bro. Hey, we, we were here talking on the show. Saying there was nobody out there as far as who's gonna be the last guy, as far as yep. the last forward. So, uh, Frank says, I'm tired of the BS hate. Nick's making Caspay JB gonna leave regardless. Uh, the money, it ain't entirely the mass fault for letting JB walk since he chose to go home. Hey, Amen. Like, good, good point, Frank. Because, like, look, you know, I think he even talked about it, man, in one of his interviews. It's like, look, for you to get the chance to play with your dad, to play with people you grew up with. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, he felt like that was a, a great opportunity for him. You know what I'm saying? So I that's why we that's why we said on this show, we're not mad at uh, him for making that decision. That's if you think that's what you know is best for you, then yeah. You know what I'm saying? And can't blame him. You know what I mean? Like you, you get to play with your dad and get to play with people who pretty much help raise you, all that stuff, man. So, you know, and and I'm guaranteeing they probably told him, look, you the, you're gonna be the guy that's controlling the ball. You're the guy. 
You know what I'm saying? And so with all that culminating to that, kind of led him to going to New York. So yeah, you're right. And I I really have a feeling that he made that decision a while back. I think Dallas just kind of had the mind frame of I think we could talk him out of it. But then once Tom kind of went on, it was like, you know, it just just let him go. Now yes. them not having a plan B, that's the part that gets me though. Yeah, it was a uh, it's a double edged sword basically that's going on here. Um, it isn't entirely the Mavs' fault, but it is partially the Mavs' fault. There's blame right. on all around on both sides. Um, once JB was able to become a near you know max guy, the Mavs lost him. It was over. Once another team was willing to give him that money and to say that he was valuable, the Mavs had lost him. The Mavs should have signed him when he was a cheaper deal. That's basically what it, what it came down to, and we wouldn't be in as much situation. We'd have lower cap space and all that stuff. We should have got him earlier, and we didn't believe in him. So that is partially the Mavs' fault. I won't, you know, I'll stay on this show and keep saying that it's not just JB. We don't knock JB, and I'm not giving JB, you know, a pass here for the way he handled things. But the Mavs didn't believe in him, man. Like, it is what it is. It's like his job. If you work for your, any new job and, you know, your boss just is like, I don't believe in you. You feel like you're busting your butt, and you feel like you're, you're more valuable than a lot of folks and do more things than other folks are doing. But you know they get in higher position, more promotions, and you know raises over you. You're gonna feel like I can go somewhere else if someone else offered me a position, and they believe more. And then when the other guy comes back and he's, you know, saying, "What do you need? What do you need now?" You're like, "Well, it's too late now. I'm gonna try the other side." But the grass, I told noticing it already. Exactly. So he put his notice in. You you said it. Uh, I think John, Johnny B said it before when he was talking about the the jersey signing and all. That was his two week notice. And at that point, the Mavs tried to come back and. Sign him again and say, could you come back? And he's like, no, I'm gone. I was already gave my letter of, of starting or giving my letter from the other team. So it's all good. I'm not mad at, at uh, Jalen Brunson, but I do wish the Mavs could have handled it a little differently as well. But I do think we can make up for it. I think people are making it a bigger deal than it is because I think we can fill JB's position again easier than, say, if we needed to find a Luka Doncic or whatever. Exactly. Uh, Johnny says uh, Brunson was leaving no matter what the Mavs offered him and his dad and the Knicks made sure they left the Mavs with nothing due to them uh, playing with the contract extension before. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, Johnny. Uh, Martin, what's good, man? He says now the KD drama is over. I think it's safe to say that the Mavs have zero moves. Even Cavs don't want to give up Colin. I feel I'm a star sexing. Or sign a trade on one of their uh on one of our pieces. Um not not yet. I'll attack it first, uh Ralph. I not yet, Martin. I just don't don't grade the Mavs draft I mean moves yet in the offseason. Like just nobody has moved. It's not just us. If you look at other teams' shows, like their shows like we do for other teams, maybe like the Suns or the Grizzlies or something like that. A bunch of these other teams are probably saying the same thing. Nobody's moving. We aren't doing anything. It's time to make moves and all. So don't greet it yet. Guys weren't really being serious yet. Like, I feel like they didn't really want to go get Colin Sexton yet because they were waiting for the KD move. They didn't want to lose the opportunity to be part of that third team. So now the talk is going to is going to rev back up like you're hearing it now. Remember, remember we thought it was over with Colin Sexton. That we had no chance. That was a wrap. Cleveland said it was done. He didn't want anything. And now you hear they're talking again. So it's going to rev back up. I, I think it's going to happen. I think they didn't want what we were going to give to them before when we were trying to be in that three-team trade. But now we can throw other things in there knowing that KD isn't available anymore. 
And let me let me ask y'all a question on to, on the Colin Sexton thing. Let's just hypothetically say speaking. If we were able to get Colin Sexton, how would that make y'all feel? Would y'all feel better, or would y'all be kind of so-so? Just let let us know here in the comment section, guys. I want to kind of see what everybody's thinking is on this. How would you feel, bro? I, I feel a whole lot better. I, I'm telling you, I would say top uh two, top yeah. three in the West. I feel like we back. Yeah. We're right back as long as it's right, healthy. Yeah. It's health. Health is the only thing I worry about. Then it's health. Yeah. Health I mean, he's balling right now. He look good. Yeah. And if, if that's and I, I told like you before, it. he's young, so I mean, it's not like you know he's not he's not known for having a history of injuries. It's like his only injury he's ever had, and he's young, so I right. that's why I'm, I feel like he'll be okay. He you know, averages, so he's not seven foot three, seven foot four, where it's like those guys are uh, are and have a history of like those nagging injuries that continue to nag and it shortens their their career. So he he averages for his career over twenty points a game already. Yeah, like people don't even realize that. Like he averages over twenty points a I game. I would say twenty three. It might be. I think no. I think it's less than that because he he averaged less than twenty his rookie year. Second year he got up to like twenty something, and then he got twenty four the year before last. He was, I don't know what he did last year. He was hurt. But I think oh, he's I think like he maybe, dropped a little bit because of this year. Yeah. But yeah, last I think, I think he, like, he averaged twenty four last year. Before that, yeah, I think he's for his career maybe around like twenty, twenty one, yeah. around there, a little under twenty one. So yeah, he's a beast. I don't think he's as that's him. That's him being the number one option, King. And he's efficient. He's not. He's yeah. not inefficient. He's efficient guy. He he he's not as his playmaking has gotten a little better over time. He just he still doesn't give you enough. I feel like to be a starting point guard. I think at his peak he gave you four four maybe four and a half a game. So I don't think he's as good at uh, facilitating the ball as JB is, and as far as not turning the ball over. But as far as being a, a ball handler that can score and get you buckets. I do think he can handle that that role. And if you got a Spencer Dinwiddie here who can still be a, a guard, a point guard type player and all, I think we just need a ball handler. Like I said, he doesn't have to be a point guard. We just need a, another ball handler that can take the ball and go get a bucket and then pass it when it's needed. So I think Colin Sexton would be perfect for the team. I agree. Coy says uh, our defense this year is going to be top five in the league. Just watch. I know how y'all feel about Spencer and our supporting cast going to – Surprise people, Josh is going to be better. Uh, I, I agree, Coy. I, I agree with the defense. Yeah, I, I agree. Because, like I said, we had top, uh, what, six defense last year with Dwight Powell as your starting center. <laughs> as your starting center. You got a way better defensive center in JaVale McGee, a dude that's, what, seven one seven two, who's longer and more rangier yep. and who is a shot blocker. So you add a guy like that with this defense, man, I, I agree, Coy. I think they can be a top five defense. Uh, especially in the regular season, man. I, I really think they can. So, yeah, I agree. Bro, I think we're going to lock it down. I think – I don't think – I'm waiting for the season. I think JaVale McGee is going to be huge in the middle as far as defensively. Yeah, I, I think I, so too. Bro, I think we're going to be a monster defensive. I, like that, this is I, what I've been telling you. This is what I've been telling you, King. A guy like that, that that lets your guys on the perimeter be yeah. a little bit more aggressive on the perimeter. Instead of you yeah. having to chase all over the place – I can now focus on the perimeter now while keeping you out the paint. So I could be a, a little bit more aggressive. And if you do get past me, I have an eraser back there now. Mm-hmm. So and yeah. I think I think the Mavericks believe they have such a, a offensive wizard in Luka Doncic that they worry more about the defensive side of the ball that the offense will take care of itself. So rebounding in defense. Yep. So I agree with you, Coy. Me too. Of course, said just because we don't have the big names don't mean we uh, we ain't gonna be good. Yeah, like I said, we added just three guys last year, guys. One of them guys ain't here no more who didn't even do anything in Sterling Brown. You added Frank, who barely played. 
and you added uh Reggie Bullock and we got to the Western Conference Finals. So you know what I mean? Like let, let's just let it play out and see what happens. Let's not, not just say like, oh, because we didn't add, you know, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, and Magic Johnson, we're not doing nothing. It's like, okay, we didn't add that last year and look how far we got. And like I said, we're banking everything on the fact that Luca's gonna come in in better shape. He's gonna come out the gate aggressive, killing it, like he's doing right now over in Slovenia, man. So yeah, we got we got Luca. That's that's pretty much all I gotta say. Uh, Richard said, uh, say, Rail, you and King need to go on first take and put these facts on uh, all this on ESPN's ignorance, man. I'd love to. I'm gonna be gonna get on there. We gotta say something really stupid, bro. Law, we gotta say something real stupid. I'd yell, I'd yell against Stephen A. Smith. I'd love to go back and forth and yell. Let's yell, right, bro. You're gonna, you're gonna lose your voice, man. That's fine. Gonna be, gonna be here talking horse. <laughs> he's gonna lose his peace. <laughs> Uh, Hero says, uh, we still missing another ball handler, uh, three and D to help Dodo and uh, Reggie. Yeah, yeah, we are. Like I said, Hero, look, two things we're not the season hasn't started yet, and, and two, like, I think we'll be okay regular season. We have until the trade deadline to kind of see what's gonna happen, you know what I mean? Like, we didn't get we didn't get Spencer Dimwitty and them until around a trade deadline, so and we were, we were doing good after January 1st. And we didn't have him at January first. We had him for we had that team for a whole month of some change before we got Spencer Dinwiddie, and we were balling in that in that uh, in that time frame. So, so I, I'm saying that to say that we didn't always have a second uh, a third ball handler before we got Spencer Dinwiddie. We just had Luca and JB. So from January first to February, what was it, 14th or 15th or whatever it was, the Mavs were balling before they got Spencer Dinwiddie. So, so yeah. Why do these analysts seem to not understand? youth or age and stuff like that like uh so i got different tiers it's usually guys that are probably where they're going to be guys that are falling off and guys are going to get better right you right. got guys like dorian finney smith dorian finney smith is is i feel like more towards that he's where he's going to be he might get a little more efficient and stuff like that but you're not going to get he's going to be this guy this role. Jumper, yeah this yeah. is what he is he's this dorian finney's this great three and d guy he's going to be that I feel like Max, he's a great three and D guy, but he's maybe getting a little older, and he maybe definitely is what he is. He's what he is, but he may be going downhill eventually because he's getting older, as we say. Yeah, that's fine. But you got guys like Luka Doncic; he's going to get better. He's still young, like we know he's getting better with time. He's not in his peak yet. I still, as well, like I said, that's why I'm so high on Josh Green. Josh Green is going to take another leap this year. He has to take another leap. He took a leap last year, and then this year, he even if it isn't the leap you guys want, and as much as you guys want. He's going to take some type of leap. So it's going to be something better than last year, I feel like. So with that happening, he's going to fill some of that role between either the ball handler or the three and D. That's my feeling with Josh Green. I think he's going to get better and fill some type of more position on the team, Nick. That's just a step. The thing is, how much of a ball handler on the three and D guy is he going to be next year? How much can he make up for what we need? I'm more confident in him being more of a help in the three and D side. Then I am at the ball handler right now. He could become that. But like I said, if we get a Colin Saxon or so, and we still have a Josh Green to develop and all, I'd be perfectly fine with the team. Let me ask you a question, bro. Then we can go on to the next one here. Do you think that people would, would not be so hard on Josh Green if we didn't see what Sadiq Bay and Desmond Bain did? Yes. Think it has a lot to do with it or just the fact that, oh, you were a first-round pick. You should be doing this. Like, what do you think it is? I think that his skill set 
isn't his skill set isn't seen as much on the stat page, on the stat sheet. So he's not going to look as good up front. Kind of like a, a like you say about Draymond Green and all that. Like Draymond Green is obviously worth his position in, in the draft. He should have been higher and all that. But when you were seeing him earlier, you may not have recognized his if you've seen him in a different system and the way he was playing earlier that he maybe what is he what are you guys doing? What are you giving this time to him for and all that? Like I feel like Josh Green has a bunch of the other stuff, the intangibles that we see all the time here as Maverick fans that other guys aren't seeing because they're just looking at stat sheets. So when you look at the stat sheet, you say, man, Josh Green puts up what five points a game? What what that's 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 ridiculous. But then when you're in the game watching them and you're seeing, well, Josh Green did this as far as defensively. Josh Green was a ball handler for the Mavs at some point, dribbling the ball up the court. Josh Green is the second best passer on the Mavericks team. Like that's stuff that you can only see with the eye test that the stat sheet doesn't show you. And the analysts and all always project the stat sheet at times instead of the eye test. And it's like, well, other people are going to think Josh Green sucked because they don't see him play. Most most people, bro, before you go, most people only – when you watch basketball, it's, it's real. You usually watch your team. You watch your team and highlights it to other people. That's usually how it rock and rolls. It is, it's the truth. And so other guys get their stats from people that tell people stuff. So if you're not a Maverick fan and you're just keeping up with Maverick stuff, you're usually going off what people tell you as far as the Mavs. And if people aren't telling you all the little stuff that Josh Green is doing, then you think Josh Green isn't good at all because you don't get to see him as much as like other folks on TV. RC says uh, the Sixon uh, make Dallas offseason a success. If it happens, for sure. Yeah, they just had Sexton, uh, Christian Wood, and JaVale McGee. That's a huge success for the Mavericks. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, Martin says, we all know that ESPN have too many uh, LeBron sexuals. That's why they keep uh, ranking him over others. He said, I think uh, LBJ as great and uh, great and as juicy as he is, is no longer top five. I got to agree with you, Martin. I got to agree with you. Um, if you're, you're probably talking about that list that uh, ESPN came out with, where they had Luca like number seven. See, what I'm saying like, bro, they had KD ranked number two, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. See, what I'm saying so. Yeah, I I agree, Martin. I agree. I, I agree. Yeah. Too. I agree, LeBron. I, I had LeBron on my rank. I think maybe like, I think maybe six. I think I had him six on my rank, six, seven, or something like that. He may have been. He was a little bit under the top five. I think he was seven. I can't remember on Twitter. But, yeah, I don't think he's top five anymore. Yeah, RC. RC know about that House of Dragons? <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, what's that? Uh, oh, Harold said it, too. He said, yeah. Oh, wait, so he said. He uh, said for the first four seasons, and that's it. Oh, man, Harold. We're going to have a debate on that one, bro. Because me and my girl were just talking about that today, man. We were just talking about that today. I feel like a lot of people like completely just crapped on the show just because of season eight. And it's like, bro, like y'all can't ignore. I still think season. I think season seven is the best season. I could be wrong, but I think season seven is the best season, man. Like that's that was when like that was what set was supposed to set season eight up to like kind of just close it out. But you know, season eight has its, its flaws. I know a lot of people kind of just don't like season eight, but yeah. I used to be big on. I used to be big on Dexter like that. Man, I stopped watching Dexter after. Uh, his wife died. Oh, she Trinity got killed killer. or whatever. Yeah, Trinity, yeah. Trinity I, killer. Yeah, I watched all of them religiously, man. I caught on Dexter the second season. I missed the first season, second season, and then went back and watched it, and it was hooked ever since then. 
Because <laughs> what that like season four when she died? Season four, yep. Yeah, I watched it all of season four, bro. And it's like it just kind of like teetered off a little bit after that. And I was like, ah, okay, I'm done. Yeah, it, it it really did. It did start to teeter off of the season four. Season four was the was the best season, I feel like. It was the best season. Yeah. Uh Brolaw says C Wood would give us more than eight points in the playoffs. Amen, Reggie. I believe that too, man. I believe that too. That man ever 13 and 5, bro. I, I, I will never get over that, man. I will never get over that. RC says the Knicks were the only team uh raising his stock. They knew uh what they were doing. Who else is raising his stock and willing to pay him what the Knicks were paying for? For what we heard, it was out of Detroit, Detroit, yeah, or uh, Indiana. Yeah, Detroit. Well, I think Detroit decided to go to when they, I guess when they also found out, like everybody else, that he would, he would chances are he was going to New York. They decided to go through the draft. Yeah, they were going. To, they were going to try to do the same thing, like they did with Luca, with JB and um, what's his name? Uh, oh, uh, K, K, K Cunningham. Cunningham. Yep, they were going to try having play off of him. The same way, of course, since they saw that work, I, as we said on the show, even when we played uh, Detroit, how much that uh, Kay Cunningham reminded us of Luka Doncic. So they see the same thing, and they thought it would be a good idea to bring somebody. And JB's a winner now, so he's always been a winner. You brought him over to that situation, that probably to help them become a winning franchise. Uh, Teflon, what's good, man? He said the Knicks better not fire Ray Brunson. <laughs> Or uh, JB might walk. He probably won't like that. Yeah, I, I, that's a good point. As a matter of fact, I think he went and came back. I think he's with the Knicks before left and then came back. So yeah, they lost right. by they lost by fifteen in the Drew League, man. Yeah, that's, that's gonna pretty, be interesting, man. That's, that's gonna that's be not, interesting. That's not good, man. Uh, uh, Harold says adding uh, Sexton and Pat Bev. We're going to the finals. That'd be nice. That would be nice. We get both of them. We win it. We get both of those. I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying we the favorite. Yeah, I, I say we the favorite in the West for sure. There's <laughs> some finals. Whoever coming out the East. If we can give up, if we can only get rid of, basically, if we can get rid of anybody that didn't play for us last year, and the only person that we give can add into that is maybe Tim Hardaway Jr. and keep everybody else. I, I believe we the favorites. Uh, Frank says, I feel better, not just because he's in Dallas, but he would shut up all the hate and be- uh, belief that Dallas isn't trying to help Luka win. Uh, I feel like uh, you're talking about Christian Wood, maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree, man. I agree. As well. so that, that's, why, that's, why, that's why I also say I don't think Tim uh, – Bunting has any respect for Luca, man. Like you can't say like, oh, I think he's a top five player. Then at the same time, you're saying, oh, he's playing. It's like, come on, bro. Like I didn't. LeBron, I had that had that type of y'all compare this dude to LeBron. LeBron didn't didn't go to a a play in in his prime around that age. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Um, Brolaw says, King. I know you said don't grade the moves, but I disagree. I think overall. The moves have been a success. It's incomplete due to not having another ball handler, which we know will be a problem. And incomplete is the same thing as a failure, Reggie. So that's what that's why I'm saying you can't if it's incomplete. I agree. Like you said, something the moves are, have been a success. Mm-hmm. I agree that the JaVel McGee and Christian Wood moves are big and they don't really they aren't really being accepted or, or really seen for what they are because we lost another piece, which is created another hole. But um, I do think it's been a good move so far. We fill the other piece up, and it's going to be okay. I just don't want to greet it so far because, like you said, it's an incomplete. Let's give it time, y'all. We still got time. Yeah. Charlie B. said, Bunt Temp got down syndrome. We're really taking his opinions about Dallas series. 
he wanted to be scared better so bad. Yeah, he just he, he stuck on that opinion too, Johnny B. Like he don't want to move off of that for nothing. Even with Tim was throwing these facts out, he's like, Well, I mean, yeah, if you're pro Dallas. <laughs> Like, are you right now, bro? Like, okay. Stop. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like, RC said, I think people sleeping on Luca's defense improvement also, especially his uh, leaner and fast on his feet. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 which is what I, I can't I, – I apologize. I can't remember who said this, but somebody said he's going to be – they think Dallas going to be a top five defense, and I think so too. You got longer, rangier defenders now. I really think if you surround Christian Wood, Dodo, and with JaVale McGee, you keep him more perimeter – oriented with his length you know what i'm saying like and man listen i, I said it before man that that zone gonna be stupid <laughs> listen you're not gonna have a dude shorter than six six on the team in the start lineup king that's stupid i mean all the dudes can literally sit in the zone and touch hands to where you can't even get in the perimeter bro that's gonna be crazy we're gonna trade reggie bullock okay i'm done i feel it i'm telling you i'm just letting you know bro king i'm not i'm not talking to you today okay uh reggie says i'm, I'm letting uh, you know. Hold on, before we go on, hold on. I'm telling you because Reggie, it's Reggie's place. I don't, the defense is going to be weird. I would say that, that's the only part I think about, is Reggie's place on the court. Like, he's not going to be a starter anymore. He's not, it's, it's going to be Spencer Dinwiddie starting right there, like you said, Colin Sexton. And if Christian Wood's playing, you can't have Reggie Bullock starting in the game. So, do you have him on the bench? Is he really that going to contribute that much on the bench for us for what he does? And, I mean, that's or should you trade him? Like, I mean, it's a real, it's a real question. I know it sucks. Think if he starts, I'm no way. I'm, I'm with you, and I'm saying no way you trade him. You don't get rid of him. You can't do anything. But if you can't start him, do you think about possibly trading? You know. All right. Okay. Do you want to win? Come off the bench, bro. Hey, he, I feel you, but he he wanted to win last. He come off the bench. His role it doesn't fit well coming off the bench. Let's let's just see what happens, man. All right, we'll see. Uh, Reggie says better with Sexton. Once we get Dinwiddie and McGee coming off the bench, uh, I'll be uh, I'll be good. I mean, if you I I look, I wouldn't be opposed to start Dinwiddie if you got and have Colin Sexton come off the bench. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's fine. You just kind of because I, I feel like Colin Sexton, his like King said a minute ago, just focus on scoring. Like, you don't have the pressure of having to be the point guard because you're at that position. Just go in here and score. You can be a, a, a Jordan Clarkson or somebody like that or a Lou Will or somebody, man. You just go in there and your focus is going to be straight scoring, bro. Just go in there and score. We need your offense coming off the bench. I agree, and that's why I'm with you, Rich. I, I, would, I would rather have Sexton starting. I think Dinwiddie is more of a facilitator off the bench. I think Sexton – Starting in the lineup can be more of the two guard guy that can just get you buckets and all. Where he could just go ahead and get your buckets beside Luca, and then would he be responsible for helping guys up on off the bench? No matter to it. Johnny says I don't get why they think losing Johnny uh, uh, JB <laughs> makes our team terrible, but the Knicks getting him doesn't make them better. He says, uh, hence them wanting Donovan so bad, and that's what I said, Johnny. It's like that. that you got to make it make sense to me, man. Y'all were dogging the, the JB signing to the Knicks, but then the same breath saying, oh, Dallas is bad because they don't have JB. It's like, so is he good or not? Like, let us know. You know what I mean? I'm confused right now. Like, you confusing me. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely agree, man. 
Uh, Lies, what's good, man? He says, Bontem has Lies. been low-key disrespectful lately. That nerd has been bringing the good-ish we <laughs> made down. Is only focusing on the loss of JB. That trash never uh, touched a b-ball in his life. Like, look, I, I'm not, I'm not going to dog him because he hadn't played basketball. But listen, th- th- but your, your opinion doesn't make any sense. That means that you're telling me that JB is more important than Luca. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, the same guy that y'all said that doesn't add anything to the Knicks to make them any better. You're saying that that guy is going to cost us a play-in spot. Yeah. I like I said, it doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make any sense to me. I, I'm like I said, I'm getting two. I'm adding two plus two, and I'm I'm not getting five. You know what I mean? Like it just doesn't make any sense to me, man. You got to make it make sense. I'm sorry. So yeah, yeah. I'm not going to disrespect him to say like he ain't putting no he ain't picking no basketball up because. Listen, some of the greatest minds, like Eric Sprosner played basketball. He's one, he's probably one of the best coaches in the league. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh Jeff Van Gundy, they'll play when well, he played basketball, but you know, whatever. But yes, other than them, you know what I'm saying? Does Bond Temps does is was he like a New York guy? Is like was that his job to, to watch over the New York teams or the whatever? Knicks? Yeah, uh, like you uh, know, McMahon does right. ours and Brian did the like Cavaliers and all that. What was his area? Do you know? I I don't even remember. He might Man, be. I, not remember. I don't. I don't know. He might be a New York guy. That might be why he had so much conversation about JB and the Knicks and all. It's probably because he isn't a New York guy. He may have been a New York guy in the ESPN or whatever. I don't know. And then that dude put us in the same sense with the Lakers. That's what got me. I was just like, yeah. wow. Okay. We went from the fourth seed to overachieving so, is the fourth a seed. A team that went to Western Conference is on the same finals. level with a team that didn't even make the play in. In the Lakers, yeah. Yeah, it makes sense, I guess. And who and who the Lakers add? Lonnie Walker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, no disrespect to Lonnie. I like Lonnie Walker, but I'm just saying that does, that doesn't move the needle. That doesn't make you all of a sudden. You know what? Fifth seed now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that it does not make sense to me. But uh, you know, hey, it's just me, King. It's just me. <laughs> Rollout says I want Sadiq Bay at the time of the draft. So why I like Josh Green? Uh, so I will always be disappointed we didn't draft Bay. Question: How would they fit with the Mavs team? Uh, I think we, yeah, Maybe probably a starter. Maybe a starter. You know what? I think if we had Bay, I don't think we would have drafted. I don't think we would have signed uh, Reggie Bullock. No, we would not have. He, he's that. He's our three and D guy. He's young too. And he can, he's he's a better score. Yeah, he's a better yeah, score. For sure. He can do. He can do more. He's more of a guy. He's more. He's more than three and D, bro. You get you. Uh, he's more in that. He fits in that. Uh, Yeah, that Jeremy Grant type of role, a guy that can do a little bit more, but can be a 3 and D type guy, but but can do a little more with the ball handling and all. Uh, He's a a good guy to have on your team. He's like a a number three option and all. Like He's that glue guy, that guy that puts it all together. So I think he could be somebody. I think that's why Detroit has him, and I think Detroit got something going on as well. Johnny B, Johnny B says when the Mavs signs Isaiah Thomas as our backup point guard, y'all gonna be mad. Yes, I yep. am. Uh, I am gonna be mad. I'm be, I'm yes, be I am. extremely mad. I'm not doing the show no more if that happens, man. I'm not doing the show no more. We ending the show. The only person not mad gonna be you, Johnny B. Uh, Harold says, uh, Donovan Mitchell and JB backcourt. Where do you rank in the NBA? Uh, Probably I, I don't know. I don't know all the. I don't know all the backcourts off the top of my head, uh, Harold. But they might be top five. They're they, they gonna be a solid. They can put some points up and stuff. I don't know about the yeah. defense though. They go. They both are pretty much the same size, so you got, they're gonna definitely be undersized backcourt. 
But New York already known for defense, right? The Knicks supposed to be known for defense. So you put everybody around them that's defenders. That's what I heard. Alyssa says, uh, media has been pushing Mitchell on the Knicks with some some Twitter fans following. He said, but many other fans can see Knicks go on without uh, Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell is a media favorite, but I don't see as an ideal with JB. We were just talking about, Melissa, when the – Harold just asked that question if those two are together on the on the court. Like I said, I agree. Like, I mean, they're both undersized. It's like I, I don't I don't know how that would work. Like I said, he's a name for sure. Not to say that Donald Mitchell isn't good. He's definitely a name. He definitely would bring some attention to New York. You know what I'm saying? It would fill seats. But if you're talking yeah. about the impact on the court and you know the overall outcome, I don't know. I, I, that's gonna be kind of hard to kind of hard to say right now. Bro, have the Knicks not paid attention to the Portland Trailblazers for the last decade? Nah, they didn't. The Portland Trailblazers, that's the same reason. They had two guys who are who, who were decent, nice, actually, between C.J. McCollum and Damian Lillard, but they both were small guards that couldn't play defense. At the end of the day, it always yeah. comes down to that. Like, you have two guys in, the, in your backcourt that cannot stop anybody. And that's what the – I don't want to say to the same extent as Portland has because I really think J.B. is underrated defensively. Like, I think last year he was – Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's I think last year J.B. was amazing defensively, actually, and nobody recognizes it. Like, Luka was getting called out for defense. J.B. never got called out. At the beginning of the year when he got in the starting lineup, we worried about him being too small. He did not yeah. let us down at all last year. So, again, little small things that we, we're acting like we didn't – we don't realize anymore as Maverick fans. Like, let him go. He didn't do all that stuff. But as, again, that's the stuff we're going to miss. So, but I don't think I think them being together though doesn't switch the needle. Um, I think the Knicks got to get rid of Tom Thibodeau. I think the Knicks got to get rid of Julius Randle, and then you go from there. And then the team just isn't. They aren't complete as well. They're incomplete as well. How about we say that? Uh, Frank says it's unfair for Josh uh, because Bain, Herb Jones, all the uh, young guys having early success really made everyone believe that. Either you're uh, instantly elite, uh, instantly elite, or a bust. Some players just need time. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't That's Josh Green? Wasn't Josh huh? Green? Luke, wasn't Josh Green Lucas rookie? Yeah. I, I think Josh Green was. That's why Josh Green. I'm. I'm. I believe. Wait, no, 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 no. No. Well, I mean, yeah, he was. Yeah, but I think he. I think Luke was in the league two years before Josh Green got here. Yeah. So I'm he, saying, I think he. I think he was Lucas rookie. That's what I'm saying. I think Josh Green. Because I remember him all the time being around, and Luca used to make fun of him, and then pour like water on his head, and gave him the defensive belt when he wanted that defensive belt that time with Rick Carlisle and all. I felt like he was Luca's rookie, like Luca was always making fun of him and all. But if that's the case, then I think he has a bond already with Luca. What I'm saying, and Luca believes in him, must be. So I think he'll be fine. I really think Josh Green can take a step this year. Well, RC says, "Why are we trading Bullock? I wouldn't like that, King." So I'm not saying so. Here's my thing, RC. So pretty much King is saying trade him right now. Get him out of my face. That's what King no, said. You, you guys know you don't watch the show long enough, RC. You know I love Reggie. Uh, come on, man. Like I've been huge <laughs> on Reggie before everybody else thought Reggie was with somebody. Like, so my thing is that I, I watched Reggie struggle last year, though, not starting. It, it, it is what it is. We were ready to trade Reggie at the beginning of the year because he wasn't starting and he looked horrible. We thought he was Josh Richardson all over again. And what mm-hmm. I'm saying now is the way that the team is situated, <laughs> the way the team is situated with wanting Christian Wood to start, um, 
if, if Christian Wood doesn't start, then maybe Reggie can still start. They'll throw it that way. That's why they're trying to get Christian Wood to not start. I think that's really why the conversation is being had with Christian not starting because they want to start Reggie. I think that is something. Um, but if Reggie is off the bench, I just don't think his role is going to be as important as it was last year for us. Like, it, it's not going to be as impactful. I'm, I'm telling you, him off the bench as far as starting. Like, Reggie ended games for us last year. Do you see Reggie ending games this year? Yeah, because it will be him, Dodo. Okay, tell, tell me who. Come on, keep going. Him, Dodo, Christian Wood, Spencer, and Luca. So it would be Spence, It would be him over Colin Sexton, as far as if they had Colin Sexton. I mean that that's that's that's, that's not a guarantee to give Colin Sexton. If we go to the team that we have now, but that's what I said as far as the trade. I said if you get Colin Sexton. I said, do you trade Reggie Bullock? Then that's what I, oh. that's what I was saying. I said, if he's uh, in the Colin Sexton, do you trade Reggie Bullock? Because you do that, man. You gonna be putting a lot of pressure on Dodo, man, to guard everybody on the perimeter. Then, then what do you do? I'm just trying to think of of, of how do we get assets to get Colin Sexton, right? And how do we the way the team is set up? Like, so we have names and all, but you got to think about how stuff is going to gel. How does Reggie gel on the team if we got a Colin Sexton? That's that's all I'm asking you guys. I'm just saying what with us having Dinwiddie starting now, and then uh, Christian Wood and Javale McGee. How does Reggie Bullock roll? Because we're not going to put Dodo on the bench. What does Reggie do? Like Reggie becomes the odd man out. We're just not seeing it yet. Carol says uh, we need Dev keep RB. You should. I'm not. I'm not saying we shouldn't. You, here we go again. Do not hear my words as me saying we Reggie's not good and we don't need Reggie. I'm trying to get you guys to look at the future. Look past right now and just saying Reggie's name. Get to the season. You're saying you want Colin, Colin Sexton. If you get Colin Sexton, does Reggie Bullock end games? I just asked Rell that same question. He said, oh, he had to think about it for a second. He doesn't. He does not end games then. What is Reggie Bullock's role then? If Colin Sex is going to play on his team, that's all I'm asking. Johnny B says, I think these sports shows uh, analysts should only get hired if they actually play sports at a high level because you got all these analysts who were horrible talking about people who actually made it. I, I, I don't know about that, man, because you got to think about it. In that case, because a lot of these analysts before these sports guys became analysts, were guys who wrote for the newspapers and stuff. Yes, and some of these guys that play ball be horrible analysts. It, uh, I'm, just, I'm just about to say that. Kendrick Perkins, anybody? Yeah, not to, just, not to throw shots at my man Jalen Rose, but, I mean, he voted Kyrie Irving first-team All-NBA. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So let's not act like they perfect out here, man. They, they, they be making some, some crazy stuff, stuff, too. You know what I'm saying? Hell, remember Brian uh, uh, Marshall that played for uh, football? <laughs> For the Dolphins and the Bears and, and uh, Broncos and all of them, and he's had those stupid takes on on first take, which they finally <laughs> took him off. I was so glad. You know what I'm saying? Like, so just because you played it, man, don't mean that you. Well, yeah, yeah, Charles Barkley didn't be saying some off the wall stuff. What's the other guy? All them play. What's your guy? Yeah. Dan Dan Orlovsky, whatever his name was, the guy that did, that couldn't even start at all. Yeah. He, he's all on first take, giving his opinion on what's a good quarterback and all. And I'm like, hold up, what? Yeah, right. <laughs> RC said right here, Perk played and gives the worst uh, takes. Yes, that's you know what I'm saying. Like, hell, Ryan Hollins. Like, just because you played don't mean you have all the answers, man. 
Um, let's just say I think Wood and Luca duo is going to uh, is they going to be oh going to be explosive and shock folks on the West. Yeah, I I think so too. But listen, not just we a mad fan. It's just like the dude's talented. Look what he did without a point guard. Look what he did with with uh the small sample size he played with uh, J, uh James Harden. That's where we're pretty much going off of. You know what I'm saying? So I I definitely agree. I agree as well. Uh, Frank said uh, Reggie definitely fits starting or not. I think wing depth is covered since adding Wood because they have rotation of Wood, Maxi, Dodo, and Reggie, which is what I said. That that gives them a you know you can kind of rotate them two guys out now. That'll help both of them out instead of having them both playing 115 minutes a game or whatever. So yeah, uh, that's a very uh, solid good rotation for the threes and the fours. I, I agree. Okay, but I see I'm, what you're saying. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait to see. Up. Like, if, if we go into the season and he looking trad dookie or whatever because he come off the bench, then okay, I'll change my answer. But for right keep, now, I, I'm gonna wait and see and see what happens going into the season. Y'all keep going off of names. I'm telling you, I'm not thinking about the names anymore. I'm thinking about fit. And I watched Reggie play last year with Tim Hardaway Jr. starting, and I watched Reggie struggle while Tim Hardaway Jr. was starting. That's all I'm saying. Like, it's those are the decisions we have to make. There was a reason that. Tim, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jason Kidd had to change his lineup with Reggie Bullock because Reggie wasn't rocking as a bench player. So I'm not saying he can't and, change. And a lot of that had to do too when Tim Tim got hurt. Yep. And I'm not going to say that uh, that Reggie can't do it as a bench guy. No, I'm just going based off of what I saw last year. He sucked on the bench. It is what it. Rel was ready to kick him off the team because he was garbage on the bench. Like I said, I'm just going to wait and I'm going to see. <laughs> Like I said, if he come in garbage, you know, I, I would say so. Yeah, right last, now, I'm just saying, last year you were ready to kick him off the team when he's on the bench. Don't, no, no, that's what I'm saying. That's what I said. That's why I said I'm going to wait and see. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I, I then if that's the case, then, then we can we can say that about every other player on the team. You know, we can make uh, assumptions of what they had last year. You know what I'm saying? What happened to them last year? Yeah, we don't you, know. Like, we, we, we just don't know how this team is going to look in general because we don't know who's going to start. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Like a lot of the stuff that we're talking about now, I need to wait and see what's going to happen with this team going into the season. Like I said, they go in like 10, 11, 12 games into it, and he looked like he was doing last year. Then, okay, yeah, you know, it's time to make that time to time to switch something up. Maxi Cleaver. Maxi Cleaver plays well, bench or starting. Like, I don't think we have a problem with Maxi. I don't think there's a question. It's like, if whatever you ask Maxi to do, starting or bench, he's going to come in and he's going to be Maxi Cleaver, no matter what. You have certain players that you can see, and you like, well, no matter what he does, he could do that. Reggie did not look good when he's not getting the ball at the beginning and not getting shots and all getting in the rhythm of a game. The rest of his game struggled when that was happening. So that's all I'm saying. It's the truth. It's what happened. I'm not saying it, it defines what, what happens now. I'm also saying that Reggie was a starter before. It Players do not like going from being a starter to being in a bench. Remember, remember when Reggie came in, in on the team last year, he wanted to be a starter. He was kind of at the beginning of the year. He said, I think I'm a starter and I can give this team and help this team out and all. And then he started on the bench and he was struggling. Reggie usually is a starting player, a starting three and D for a bunch of teams for the Knicks, for Detroit, and now for the Mavericks. And now you're saying come off the bench. And I'm just telling you from prior experience of watching him play, he doesn't do well off the bench. Now I'm not saying trade him because of that. I'm not saying his name isn't Reggie and we don't know what he can do. I'm just saying, is it not a fact that he struggled off the bench last year? And he did. Uh, Johnny B says, can the Mavs do a trade with any other team besides the Knicks? The Mavs love they throwaway players. 
I take Reddish though. I think he he'd be a good he'd be good for us. Yeah, I, I take Reddish. I take, I, I take Reddish too. I'll take him. So Johnny says, where do y'all rank Luca Spencer as a backcourt in the West? Top three, top five, top ten, or do y'all think Luca and Sexton would be ranked higher? I think Luca and Sexton would be ranked higher, but like I said, I, I don't know about the whole ranking thing, man. We got we got to see how things play out. Um, I don't think that they're gonna be too bad. You know, I, I just want to see what Spencer's gonna do now that he's playing starter uh, minutes now. You know what I'm saying? So let let's just see how that how that turns out. Man, I think Luca and anybody bought the best starting the best backcourt in basketball. <laughs> it's like, kind of like it's kind of like the whole like you know how when they say the best duos in the league. Mm-hmm. When you got like you could say you know uh, Giannis and anybody. It's yeah, like well, you know what I'm saying. I've seen I've seen Luca and I've seen Luca outplay Devin Booker and Chris Paul together. You feel me? So if he can do that himself, you put anybody beside him, it's just a, it's just an added piece. So Luca and, and Spencer or Luca and Sexton, they got the possibility to be a top three uh, duo in the backcourt. Maybe even an argument for the, the best. <laughs> Duo in the backcourt. That's what I'm saying. That's how much credit or how much credence I give to uh, Luka Doncic. Uh, I finish up, King. Harold says Slovenia winning Eurobasket with Luka being MVP. Does that help narratively? Narratively, his MVP case in the NBA. Uh, it could add to it. Um, like I said, it's a lot of people kind of got him already. Man, it's one of the favorites for MVPs, like him and Joel Embiid. Right now, I think matter of fact, I think Vegas got those two right now as the two favorites to win MVP. So it could it could help, I guess. It can kind of give him a head start a little bit. It's like, oh man, look what Luca did, and then going into the season with him being in shape and all that stuff. Yeah, it could probably help. I don't I don't think it'll be like the defining thing. It's like, oh, if he won over here, he had to win over here. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, I think he could add to it. You know what I mean? What you think, bro? Yeah, I've said this before. I don't know why it doesn't like this is more of the equal playing field for guys. So when you ask who's really the best, that's what I think shows because you're playing on a Slovenian team that's not really – doesn't really have a bunch of NBA players other than the old Goran Dragic. And then you have other guys like uh, Joker playing with his squad. He's a two-time MVP. Um, uh, Giannis playing with his squad. He has his brothers on there. His brothers play NBA ball, and he's on there. So if Luka is able to win this whole championship, why isn't he the best player in, the, in basketball? That's an even playing field, and you see he's the one that, that won it. But also, before we go off this topic, uh, Rel, we, we got to stop saying EuroLeague. Um, we were oh, corrected yeah. on, on Twitter. It's not the EuroLeague. Not that Harold said EuroLeague, but we normally say that sometimes on here. It's the European Championships because that's what's going on. So we apologize for our ignorance. I just wanted to say that on, on the show while we had it going on. Make sure I definitely uh, recognize that you guys told us that. RC says, so y'all keep Tim over Reggie Bullock because I think Tim makes the trade possible also. No, no, I think Tim, yes, I want, I think Tim's the piece of trade. Tim, yeah, let Tim's the piece of trade. You get rid of him. I'm just like, I'm keeping Reggie. I just get worried about Reggie not starting. I really want Reggie to start. Yeah. <laughs> RC said, my man said, Ryan Holiday. Yeah, he played basketball. He touched the basketball. He played professionally. A former man. He's coming he with be on the floor. He should be on the floor. He a former man. Man, he coming up with some of the and he I think he purposely does that too, man. Just he kinda does. make a name for himself. Try to be like that Stephen A. Bro. So, yeah. He was one of he was one of the big guys behind Luca though. He was one of the yep. main guys saying take Luca number one, though. Let's give him his, his credit. Excuse me. 
Uh, Harold says uh, Reggie Bullock will help us to play five out, moving uh, Seawood to center, JaVale to the bench at the end of games. Yeah, that's what I was, that's what I was saying. That's what's probably going to end up happening. Yes, I agree, Harold, if we do not have Colin Sexton. So currently with this this squad we have right now, Reggie Reggie Bullock is the end of the games. JaVale McGee will not be playing and Reggie will be in there. My question becomes if we have Colin Sexton, does Colin Sexton then not play the end of games? We're going to play him $25 million a year to not play the end of games? Yes, good point. Uh, Johnny B says, uh, King THJ struggled coming off the bench just like Reggie did, but he still had to do it. It's something about playing with Luca that makes them make shots, but I think Spencer can help them also. Spencer on the bench. Spencer starting. Yeah, Spencer starting, according to Kid. Spencer and Javel McGee are going to be starting, which yeah. I think that whole – I think the whole promise in JaVale McGee thing, man, just messed up everything, yep. really. That's the big thing. You got it, real. That's the big thing. Promising JaVale McGee to start in position. If he didn't yep. promise JaVale McGee to start in position, I wouldn't have all these questions about Reggie Bullock right now. Because I would say, nope. put, put your boy uh, C. Wood at the center position, and then everything makes sense. And that, and that, I think that's the main thing, you know what I mean? Because, like, nobody, nobody thought that, you know, when we said, you know, He's getting JaVale McGee. Everybody kind of figured, yo, he's coming off the bench. You know, you're yeah. going to start Christian Wood. Came in with the idea of Christian Wood being the five. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, he says, uh, Johnny B says, the Mavs signed Marcus uh, Bigham to a training camp spot. I'm not sure. Did they? I, mean, I, don't, I didn't I, get it. I don't know. But also, Ralph, one more question for you. Does Reggie start – so now that Tim Hardaway Jr. is back, now that he said that question, Johnny B., you said THJ struggled on the bench. Does Reggie play more closing minutes over THJ? That's a great question. Oh, remember when they played together, who played the closing minutes? Especially, oh. if, Tim Hardaway don't, especially if Tim Hardaway don't play no defense. Oh, y'all know what I'm saying now. Everybody act like they don't know what's going on, like – THJ and Art and Reggie Bullock were messing each other up last year. It is it is what it is. THJ getting hurt helped Reggie Bullock start to flourish, start to flourish in the uh, in the system. So if THJ comes back and you want THJ to give you what he's supposed to give to you, you can't have him on the bench as well in the fourth quarter if he's out there hot. So if Tim's out there giving you like 30 points, you're going to say, hey, Tim, go sit. It's a close game. Reggie, come on in. You can make a couple open threes, but you know Tim can do can do more than Reggie on the offensive level. Let's not lie. So, man, listen, if you trust Jason Kidd, man, let him work his magic, King. I feel you, but there's a lot of promises you got to keep. No, no, I agree. I definitely agree. That's why I said I'm. I'm right now. We don't. We don't know that have all the answers right now. That's why I said I'm just gonna wait. Let's see how this all plays out. Before we kind of just start saying, like, oh, this ain't going to work, or that's not going to work, or they should have did this, or they should have did that. I'm just going to wait to see what Kid decides to do. Because yeah, I right. rolled with him last year. Let's see what he do this year. Hopefully, Kid can kind of grow also as a coach going into this next season the same way that we expect the players to grow. You, you know should. what I'm saying? So, uh, Harold also says, uh, what team with uh, Sexton? He, he plays for Cleveland right now. He's still with Cleveland technically right now, being an unrestricted free agent. I'm sorry, restricted. Free agent, my bad. 
Uh, Frank says, I think it depends how good defensively Sexton plays. Jace Kidd ain't scared to bench anyone. If it's Sexton, it's a negative. Bench him, not no matter not no matter how much he's getting paid. Yeah, but that's a failure then, Frank. Which means if we got if we got him, we're not getting if we get Colin Sexton, guys, we're not gonna get him for a one year contract year. We're gonna give him a contract. Yeah, we get a contract. He's gonna be a Dallas Maverick. If we get Colin Sexton, so if he's a negative and you got to bench him, that means that's problems. Then uh, Harold says starting five: Sexton, Dodo, oh Luca, Sexton, Dodo, Reggie, and uh, Javale McGee. I, listen, no Christian Wood. Yeah, I would be mad at that. You said no Wood. All right, Wood. Yeah, no bench. Wood, and it had to have Wood and. Uh, would uh, uh, PHJ and Spencer and all off the bench. So that's that. That's fine, Harold. Again, I'll ask you guys who finishes the game. That's the question. Five got to finish. Uh, Johnny B says, I think the mass may need to fail in some closing games because we lost a lot of games due to no rim protection and some close games. You probably are, Johnny. You're right. That's what I'm saying. What? We it's a weird situation. I'm just trying to figure out the closing five right now. It's going to be so many. I don't like that. Like I, I like a, I like when you're when your lineups are like solidified, real. I don't like the having to go back and forth and change lineups every other game and all that. I like when you have a solidified lineup that you can go to and know this is what we do to beat teams and teams have to match us. With this lineup we have right now, if we have that. We're going to do a whole bunch of wishy-wash back and forth. And guys are going to go through cold spells and hot spells and stuff like that because of different situations we're putting them in, I feel like. And that scares me. Right, it's going to probably be our last one here, King. Just want to ask this. Marco says, uh, Luca Hardy, Bullock, Dorian Wood is my gamble in the regular season. But in the playoffs, we're going to play Luca, TAJ, Dodo, Wood, and McGee. Uh, I think I think THA gonna stay coming off the bench though. I think he's gonna yeah. stay coming off the bench. I think he's fine with that too, knowing that he lost his role last year. Yeah. He want to make it up. It's like uh, he feels like he has he has to do it. He owes the team something. Uh, RC said they both do defensively. McGee is in. You call a timeout and offensively you put Wood in. You can't keep playing that every every. Yeah, not every game because you gonna start messing up yeah. certain rhythms too. You get to say timeout over and over again. Say the game isn't. And dictated by you being able to do that. Say it's a, it's, it's you trying to come back or something like that, or, or say you up by something. You trying to keep the lead, like you just keep subbing guys out. You gotta solidify. You gotta make some type of lineup. I really, I really think McGee is not gonna be a problem at the end of games. I really do. I think he's gonna yeah, be I, that guy. It's gonna play about fourteen minutes a game. You just gotta start. So I, I, I still wish they didn't say they were gonna start McGee though. Yeah, that's the problem. That's the problem. You, you gotta start McGee. So the ending, the ending part isn't going to hurt Javale McGee. Like that's not gonna, I think, cause a rift. I think a rift is if he doesn't start now because you guaranteed him a starting position. Yeah. But still, even with Javale McGee not playing, like Johnny B said, sometimes you're gonna need Javale McGee. You can't just say, "Well, you're never gonna play." Sometimes Dwight Howard, I mean Dwight Powell, had to play uh, end of games. Like it happens where you need that guy. So that's gonna happen. But I'm still, even if I've got uh, Christian Wood as the center and you got Dodo as your four, the, the, you still have three positions where you have to have Luka Doncic. Uh, you got Spencer Dinwiddie, THJ, Reggie Bullock, and maybe Colin Sexton. That's five guys to fill three positions. 
That's all I'm saying. Ending the game, man. That's without JaVale McGee even playing. That's what I'm saying. Okay, JaVale, you don't even play at the end of the game. Yeah, can't wait to preseason to see how this all uh, turns out. Yeah. But, yeah, that's going to probably do it for us, y'all. Man, we definitely appreciate y'all rocking with us for the brand new another net episode of We Talk Mavs here on the Globe Mavs production. Listen, guys, if you enjoyed the map content, guys, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, guys, so we can bring you more content. We'll be back here on Friday morning at 10 a.m. You guys already know how that works. Uh, and also, if you enjoyed the content, go ahead and hit that like button, guys. That help us build up our algorithm so that way we can get some more math fans just like you. More math fans that can join the Glow Yard gang, guys. Uh, let me get these last two in game. Here if I can go. Uh, let's see, Frank said, don't y'all think that maybe it was more of KP's fault for how bad they played before KP was ball dominant with his bad post-ups? Definitely blamed him for a lot of stuff. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't. A, he wasn't he, a positive factor, but I don't know if I'm. Not, he's a full fault. Yeah, I don't know if he's a full fault, but he didn't help. He, he definitely didn't help. Games and all too. So, yeah. Uh, Harold says, "Uh, we not counting injury streak situations. We can rule out a uh, Reggie Bullock role on a team just yet." I, I think he said, "We." I think he meant can't. We can't rule can't, out. Can't. Yeah, can't. Yeah, Harold. I'm. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm not ruling him out. Hey, guys, I'm not ruling out Reggie Bullock. I'm just bringing up the questions before this, the situations come come a hand. I'm not. Reggie is important. I am the biggest Reggie Bullock fan, you guys. Come on. The, what, what we call them? Uh, the locksmiths and all that? Come on. That's, I'm not. I love Reggie. I told y'all Reggie was huge. That's a huge piece of last year and all. I'm, I'm just telling y'all I'm thinking of situations before they happen. We have four guys basically to fill up two positions because Luke is going to play point guard in the closing role. That's all I'm saying. But yeah, that's, that's going to do it for us, guys. Like I said, guys, uh, we will we'll be. Blah, 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 blah. Can't get my words out. We will be back here on Friday, guys. Friday morning here at 10:30 a.m. Guys can join us then. Uh, like I said, uh, oh yeah, social. There we go at the bottom. Follow our socials, guys. You guys can follow us at We Talk Mavs on Twitter or We Talk underscore Mavs on Instagram. Uh, King said we're trying to work on getting a, a Facebook set up, guys. If you guys are on Facebook, you guys can follow us on there. We're going to work on that, too. Uh, trying to hit all the socials, I guess. Um, also, guys, like I said before, you you find in your heart to donate a little bit to the channel, guys. You got the Cash App down here at the bottom, that uh, dollar sign We Talk Mavs on Cash App. We definitely would appreciate that. Excuse me, Kings, or anything else I'm forgetting, man. Before we share, go. share, share, and more share. And if you can't see our pretty faces on YouTube, please subscribe on all your favorite streaming platforms. We're on all of them, y'all. Our uh, behind the scenes guy, Mr. Neil, he definitely takes care of us and makes sure we're on there. If you can find it in yourself, to just go over there and subscribe. You don't even got to donate. Just subscribe to us over there. Follow us on all your favorite streaming platforms. And if you could, though, if you could give a little something, something we definitely appreciate it, and we'll definitely try our best to shout you out on the show if we could. Yes, sir. Um, and we're definitely working on uh, kind of putting like shirts and stuff like that together too, guys. Start slowly but surely. Yeah. So slowly but surely, we're getting there, guys. We're definitely getting there. But with all that being said, guys, it is your boys real and your boy King. We'll be back here Friday morning at ten thirty a.m. Same map time, same map channel. Go Mavs. Mavs. Yes, sir.